0: You, what you played this week, but I'm going to say that because I'm hoping that you played something.
1: Oh, I did. Just nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> nothing new. Okay. All right. So, how was your week then? was It wasn't bad, surprisingly. Um, kind of boring, to be honest. Spent it either cleaning the house or watching um, Cartridge Roll. By the way, that that it went down yesterday.
0: Crunchyroll did. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Like, just the entire service went down. And wasn't playing anything.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And pe- uh, when I went to go look it up, see if it was ac- uh, was something going on with my subscription and whatnot, other people were having the same issue too. I have no idea if it when it went back up, but yeah, went down yesterday. What were you watching?
0: Was it that one show again?
1: What the flip was I watching yesterday? Um Uh I want to say at that time I was watching how not to Su- uh how not to summon a demon lord.
0: But okay. I don't know what that show is. <laughs> what was the one that you were watching when we were finishing building the Gundam that I kept mocking in the background?
1: Oh my god. Um and I think God, I gave I you an explanation. It. I think I gave you an explanation of the show, too. Yes, you did. Because <laughs> I know I heard of it, but I hadn't watched it yet. Oh, for the... For Christ's sakes. I was trying to get out of the room. Re- I want to say ReZero?
0: I don't think so. That does not sound familiar. Although I know what that is, but I don't think that's the one you were watching. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll come to me at some point. It was like someone was traveling to learn to be a
1: mage. That's like almost all the animes that seem okay, to be coming out later. <laughs> doesn't help.
0: Okay, so what were you watching this time then?
1: Uh just before just before getting on the stream. By the grace of God, but throughout the week, it was uh, How Not to Summon a Demon Lord. Okay. I don't know what that one's about. Another Isekai one. Kitty. Of course. Wasn't last year like the year of Isekai anime? Pretty much. (laughs) That seems to be the treasure trope lately. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, there's some good ones out of it. Like I want to say my favorite Indeed. I want to say my favorite one was um my grandfather um uh, my grandfather's a wise man or something like that. <laughs> Such original names. Cuz the the Japanese ones are so long that they the the <laughs> the American dubs are just like coming up with random names. Fair. So that's all you did just hang out and watch shows? Nothing pretty, fun? pretty much, I th- uh, play play the slime game some more, but that's about it. I was boring this week. You didn't mention the slime game last week, did you? Even play it? I play I played it, but it wasn't. I don't like I don't like this month's event. It's it's the New Year's event, but it's weird. Okay, and I hope that, I just hope it's not. Uh, It's just not an indication of things to come. Because if that's how it is, I'm going to get very annoyed very quickly. Like, changing how things work? Yeah, because the the monthly events for their shops, normally you can uh, win um, for that month's event. As you're battling, you're getting tokens from that event, so you can um, buy from the the event uh, shop for that specific Mm -hmm. month. And you can collect uh, collect all the items you want, buy pick and choose what you want. And then afterwards, as soon as I bought everything that I'm looking for, I go to buy like the um, the memory crystals, is, I believe that's what it's called, which you can go to buy use to buy like if you ever missed a month, a month's event, like when I started, I was two to three months behind. So there were characters that I was able to get through that new that new shop. And now, because of the the collaboration that they're doing with the movie release, um, there are items that are specific that they release that are going to be around for the year. What movie? The um, oh my god, what the hell is it called? Well, obviously, <laughs> slime guy, but i uh. Well, while you were
0: looking that up, I didn't really do much of anything this week because I was sick.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. This week, we do blah blah blah. That's what having kids does to you. Mm. I, I did
0: play more of Destiny, though, of course.
1: You got to. You need to get the hat.
0: <laughs> still haven't got it. After running that damn dungeon a few times, still haven't got it. Oh, boo. But I did learn that going back and running old dungeons, I kind of breezed through them. <laughs> Me and my brother-in-law was running through dungeons, and we went back and did like Shattered Throne, which was one of the earlier ones. Yeah. <laughs> And it took maybe 15 minutes to get through the entire thing. Yeah. The way that they've changed, like, the systems and stuff that you get for your characters, especially the buffs you can do.
1: Yeah. It, like, deletes the bosses now. Oh, Jesus. Takes no time at all. It's nice. Okay. Uh, Name of the movie is That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, the movie Scarlet Bond. (laughs) So it actually has, like, a
0: movie for the game.
1: Yeah. Well, it's... A movie for the TV show. It's just. Okay, okay. They just happen to do a collaboration with. uh, to promote the movie. Gotcha. Weird. A little bit. And speaking
0: of not mentioning that game, you've been slacking about uh, mentioning Kingdom Hearts 2 lately. Usually you work it into everything, and you haven't said anything this time. I've been good!
1: (laughs) Been good. Okay. I'll I'll come up with something. Don't worry. No thanks. (laughs) (sighs) Pick it on me, and I'm actually not doing it this time.
0: That's the bad thing. Or, the bad thing. Good thing? I don't know. I expect it, and then you you let me down. (laughs) You're the Kingdom Hearts person.
1: I know, but there's nothing new.
0: <laughs> That's fair. Well, usually you relate things to Kingdom Hearts.
1: Very true. <laughs> okay. Oh, right, well.
0: Let's intro. Th-
1: well, if we're going to talk about it, well, might, might as well. One little tidbit I found okay, out. There we go. Apparently for the 25th anniversary, they released the Tamagotchi. What the fuck? What? Yeah. Hasbro release Of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. What is it like a heartless? It starts off as Kingdom Hearts One Sora, and you evolve it into different characters from the from the uh, from the games. It sounds interesting. You could t- evolve it into a heartless eventually. Weird. mm Hmm.
0: Figured it was more like actually taking care of a tamagotchi and evolving it into like a bigger form of it, rather than <laughs> being changing characters.
1: Sort of. Well, there's only so much you can do. Um, like you can evolve it starting from Kingdom Hearts One Sora, you can evolve it into Kingdom Hearts Two Sora or Three, and could become Kyrie, Riku, a Heartless, different people. This just, just sounds weird. Hey, apparent. Apparently, the, the the list of things that it can evolve into hasn't been completed yet. So. Depending on how you play the game. A lot more you can do. Yeah, pretty much. Okay.
0: Alright, do we want to intro this thing and get the ball rolling? Yeah! Okay. What episode number is it? Do you remember? I know. 20?
1: 21. 21! God damn it, 20 was last week. I'm a week behind, okay? (laughs) That's okay. Do you want to do it this week or do you want me to? Sure. Welcome, uh, <laughs> welcome everyone, to the Ramble Pack Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and my co host. I'm Adam. I'm Adam. Me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: me, don't forget me.
1: <laughs> well, I was trying to introduce you.
0: I can do it. Cat's coming back in. <laughs> anyway. From our doc, you can see there wasn't a lot of news this week, but man, was the stuff
1: that actually came out this week some interesting shit. Uh-huh. Well, let you start off since you're the Xbox person.
0: Okay. I played the One Piece Odyssey demo on Xbox. How about that? Lucky for you. It's on PS4. Did you not download it and play it?
1: I did not. <laughs> <sighs> I meant to. I'm sorry. You were supposed to. <laughs>
0: All right, that's strike two.
1: I'm sure there'll be many more strikes. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, well, it, I will say it's faithful to the manga and the anime. Oh, really? The characters are exact exactly how you would expect them if you watch the show. Mm. Uh, the game is, it's a JRPG, mm-hmm. but it's It's odd. Uh, When you first start off, you have six characters, but only four are active at a time, and you can actively swap them out during battle. Yep. And sometimes during different battles, there's, like, areas. Like, they call them areas in the battle, and you can swap areas depending on who you're targeting. And sometimes there's, like, events in those areas, like... Oh, God, what's his name? I don't remember all the names, but the dude with the big nose and, like, the poofy hair that comes out the side of his little hat...
1: Usopp. He,
0: yes. He, thank you. (laughs) Uh, While you're wandering the island in one of the sections, these guys come out and ambush him. Because he's like behind everybody. So he's in one area and the event is like, get to him before he gets knocked out. And you have to Mm -hmm. defeat the ones in your area to get to his area to help him. Okay. And the battles are
1: on like their own rock, paper, scissors kind of thing. Ah, oh, okay. I, when you were see- I like that type of thing. Them, them, those type of events, I'm okay with. When you were saying events, I'm like, oh, is it like, I, uh, specific like a specific cutscene? game <laughs> event? No, like the old the old Shonen Jump games, like on the PS2 or stuff like that. They would have, uh, would have like s- special cutscenes that are just for that character or whatnot. Oh, uh, gotcha. Because I haven't played any of those. I didn't know anything about that. No, nope, nothing I, like that. Okay, yeah, I didn't. I didn't care for those. That was uh, that was part of the reason why I'm not a fan of jump games. But, mm-hmm.
0: well, as another example, uh, there was an event where I think her name's Nami. Yep, orange hair girl. Yes, um, this giant gorilla's got her, and she's surrounded by other things, and she gets like before the fight starts, she is ambushed and gets hurt by them or whatever, and your goal for that event is to heal her 25% or more of her health to succeed in that, and then you continue on the battle. Okay. Which is literally, that it's a tutorial on how to use the items and stuff. Okay. So that's all. It was interesting. You start off at level 40, though, like during the demo.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: and you got a lot of skills to play with. It's cool, I guess. Yeah, but if I that if that, that transfers over to,
1: but if that's supposed to transfer over to the to the main game, why would you start off so op? That, how does that's that make a sense? Good question.
0: I don't know. You can pick up a bunch of items during the demo too, so maybe just just those that carry over. Maybe, or maybe it's just like Plus for maybe the t- since you're playing the demo, there's something that carries over to the game too.
1: Or it could be um, one of those where it's the tutorial section. You're op, but then. Once you start getting into the main game, it either... Yes,
0: yes. You lose all your stuff. Right. Could be that okay. too. That would make sense. Now, I'm going to assume, since you said I'm the Xbox person, you want to talk about uh, what was confirmed? Yes, sir. Okay.
1: That was, that, that was kind
0: of squeaky. Xbox. That's okay. <laughs> Xbox Sympathetic confirmed that they're having their own... Nintendo-style uh, Direct. They're going to have their own little showcase, which they were speculating, or well, some people were speculating that that was going to happen basically after E3. Yeah. I should say the not E3, E3 shit. Um, like They were expecting things to go that way well after E3 had died, like because yeah. all the big companies were already making some sort of showcase. Sony has one every couple months or so now. Right. I mean, the same thing as Nintendo, but... Yeah, there was speculation has finally been confirmed. They're planning to do it on January 25th without Oop. showing Starfield. <laughs> They're kind of saving that for their own little showcase. Which, fine by me, because that game looks pretty. I can't wait. They're supposed to, I I think... Oh, man. I should have wrote it down, but I think that uh, they confirmed that they were going to show off more like gameplay, more story stuff, more explanation about the game itself. Right. Starfield.
1: I, oh, uh... I think that would be pretty cool, uh pretty cool itself. what I do like about the 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 Xbox Direct is the fact that it's like their individual developers are gonna be the ones presenting these, not like yes, xbox not just straight up Xbox not right. like Phil
0: Spencer on stage telling you about it
1: right, so I thought that was pretty cool, yeah.
0: And they confirmed that they're going to show off stuff from, like, Forza, Minecraft Legends, and Redfall. Of course, Redfall, because they just released the... Or they just said the release date for it, which is going to be May 2nd. Woohoo! Oh, yeah, and new stuff for Elder Scrolls Online. Which, that game is still trucking after all this time. (laughs) If it's making... crazy.
1: If it's making money, why not?
0: I guess, but the fact that it's maintained popularity is a big deal, too. Especially when it's hard to, like... I mean, there's so many games to play that you can play online that are just MMOs alone. The fact that Elder Scrolls Online is still
1: going—it's <sniffs> cool. Mm-hmm. So, all you Xbox fans, if you're int- if you have time to kill on the 25th, it's 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Check it out. Yeah. Of course, when I'm getting out of work. Oh wait, no, that's on Wednesday,
0: isn't it? Uh, 25th. Let's
1: see. I'll be at Check- home.
0: I believe that's Wednesday. Check the calendar. Yes, it's a Wednesday. Well, lucky. I just
1: confirmed it. It's Wednesday. I'll be at home. Lucky, <laughs> I won't miss it.
0: <laughs>
1: Do you have to work that day? Yes. I only get Sorry. tomorrow off. That's it.
0: <laughs> well, lucky, I have to go in tomorrow, so. Uh, uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks. I don't. I don't get, I don't get I, that one. I, I thought. Uh, I thought Martin Luther uh, is it Martin Luther King Day tomorrow? Mm-hmm. I thought that was a national holiday. Some places it doesn't matter.
0: I think with my job they give us three or four uh, free vacation days to use as we see fit in exchange for working days. So
1: I don't know. Oh, so they give you guys floating holidays? Okay. Yes. That's yeah. exactly the case. Okay. I'm, uh, I miss those. Those were fun. Really? Yeah, because it used to be that way when I was at the Standard Times, at least until they restructured it, um, where you could save all your floating holidays to like the end of the year and use use it all at the same... You could either use it all early or all late, but you <laughs> it was yours to use. So it's technically like you technically got like an extra week of uh, vacation time or whatever. But they don't carry over, right? Right, they don't carry over. Or at least they weren't supposed to, but at that time our uh our boss at the time was pretty cool about it. She was like, "Hey, as long as you use it within the ne- within the first month of January, I'm not going to give you uh, give you any shit about it." <laughs> but as soon as she got replaced, so did the floating holidays. Of course. Yep. You had to u- you had to use it that week, or it was gone. Oh well. Yep. So for you,
0: mm-hmm. I I am assuming I don't remember if I asked you, but you're a Harry Potter fan. No.
1: E- not as heavily as my <laughs> wife, but
0: yes. <laughs> I was going to say, if not, then you are by proxy, just because of Callie. <laughs> yeah. Is I, she excited for Hogwarts Legacy? Does she even know about it? Have you informed her?
1: I, I've told her about it in the past. I'm not exactly sure she's at she's as excited about it. And then again, she's been more if she's had free time she's been more focused on playing Dreamlight, so I don't she hasn't mentioned anything about Legacy when it comes We're out. still going strong on that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not playing as much as I used to, but at the same time.
0: Same here. We just got Stitch recently, so we're very behind. <laughs>
1: it's all right, I have a max. What do you max- think
0: about Simon Pegg playing uh, one of the Blacks'
1: uh, voices? Headmaster Black, specifically. No first name. I'm not surprised because he's a big nerd like all of us. <laughs> so, um, I, think that, I think he's a, he's a good... Uh... He's a good choice for a voice actor. Um mm-hmm. especially the type of character that he's gonna be playing, so it's it's without you found more information than I did because I didn't even see this at first. Oh no, or I this was just from the video because I definitely oh. didn't watch that. <laughs> no, I pulled yeah, that's the information I pulled from the video. Um character guy? is most likely a hindrance to the player. Can that... you explain that? That's his words exactly. So I'm assuming, at least from the video, it looked uh, the uh, his character seemed to be like a douche, like uh, one of the one <laughs> of those pompous pompous idiots that is more about themselves than anything else. Um, Someone that kind of falls in line with his family, right? Right, exactly. Um okay. See, and won't...
0: I don't know anything about Harry Potter. I'm just like gleaming information here and there. So it's just shit that I've heard
1: right it, it, base, basically you're a, uh, bureaucrat that's self-centered type of thing and you stroke his ego He'd probably be probably be his best yeah. friend but from what I'm he said time <laughs> of this well <laughs> <laughs> yeah like he's uh, he basically said it himself that like that his character is most likely gonna be a hindrance to the player. I'm assuming he's alluding to the fact that you can become bad in this game or go the bad route, so that's probably why he's most... But yeah, use that's the word how most you likely.
0: learn the... Uh, what the fuck are they? The, the
1: dark arts. That's it. I yeah. said, like, death curse. That doesn't make any sense. That's a See dark right
0: <laughs> Is it Avakadavra that kills you?
1: Something like that. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for all your help.
0: Not a problem. Here's Kelly when you need her? <laughs>
1: Somewhere I'm not allowed to say. Um, okay. But yeah, no, that would be pretty cool. Um, if there was ever, if there was ever a guy to pick, it would be him, especially with how he's into the community and stuff like that, between comics he's... and everything. Oh yeah, he's a big time nerd. Um. I don't well, think I know much about him. He. Like he was big into, uh, ba- uh, he's big into. I want to say D and D, Star Trek, obviously because he's in it. Of um, course. I'm trying to think, what else? What else is he into? Your mom. I'm not exactly sure if it was DC or Marvel comics, but he was along those lines. I could be wrong. But yeah, he's keen. you say he's kin?
0: Yes. Okay. Just making sure I heard you right. He's one of us. One of us. One of us. <laughs> There's literally dozens. What I still love is, like, Henry Cavill's undying love for Warhammer and all things nerdy. <laughs> he's unapologet- unapologetically a nerd, and I love it.
1: Pretty much. I, I don't see why people have, have issues with it. I, I'm glad things like that and are becoming more mainstream. I'm sad that he's not going to be in The Witcher anymore. i sad again. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> have you started watching that series at all? Not yet, but I mean to because I'm running out of stuff with Crunchyroll running into I- streaming issues. and Yeah. I, I need more things to watch. Still so got to watch
0: JoJo's.
1: It, it's cool. gonna give, give me some time. It's, like I said, it's, oh got, man, it's
0: Get off here. Go watch it now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, guys. Bye. <laughs>
0: All right. I feel like we need to talk about happier stuff still before we start getting depressive with the end of this. Because everything uh, from here on out is sad.
1: Yeah, it is. What the hell? Well, it's know. just
0: a week of crap stuff. Crap stuff. Bad news. Mm. That's better. I will say Ubisoft. I'm not surprised that, but we'll get to that. How about Nintendo? Jap- dominating Japanese sales sales markets for 18 straight years now. The Mario was strong. That I'm sure actually it may- not. It wasn't Mario this time. It was Pokemon this it year. Was, it was Pokemon. It was Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Followed by, Followed by Splatoon three, and then Pokemon Arceus. No These shit. the top three selling games. The Switch sold so damn much too in like the Japanese market alone. Just well, last year they sold four point eight million units. The next well, highest was the PS five
1: with one and a half. Good well. You got a gotta, big disparity. You, <laughs> Pretty much. You you gotta think about it from this from this perspective. Even though there was shortages on supplies and everything like that. That you didn't really hear that from Nintendo much. They would well, use no, because that because they
0: haven't put out any new hardware. They've been trucking along this whole time.
1: Right. And with their systems being what, uh third the cost of the other two systems? Like $200, 250 something like that? Yeah, exactly. I, I, you could probably get a bun, uh, get a uh, oh my god, a theme, a themed version with it with a game bundle for three. It's still half. They kind of to... had that. Like they had the base
0: model with Mario Kart Eight. They had the Animal Crossing version. They had the OLED model with the game. I think.
1: Right. So there's plenty of different flavors. Oh, absolutely. So it's. It's the availability. You you know you're gonna get a good product with Nintendo, even though they had that hiccup with the Scarlet well, and the Violet this at way. launch.
0: Think about it this way: I know that you've kept up with like some news regarding like games and products. I guess what PlayStation or even Xbox game has stores dedicated to it alone and, and complete like cultures surrounding them, other than Pokemon. They have literal Poké Centers in Japan.
1: Oh Jesus! Specific yeah. specific games, absolutely not. Yeah, so not too much
0: of a surprise there, but just the fact no. that it's been eighteen years that they've dominated the market there.
1: I'm Twenty-seven point wa-
0: seven million
1: Switches total since it came out right and I want to say to put it in perspective the year the the first year that this trend uh before this streak happened the winner when it was PlayStation 2 mm-hmm uh, you are correct take a guess what year oh my god well 18 I think it was like a. two years after it came out oh yeah do the math that way yeah 18 years 2005 I would assume 2004 don't count this year because we just started Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yep. That's a long freaking time. Yep. And this is all coming from
0: Famitsu, which is a Japanese online magazine, I believe. Yes, and they, sir. They publish all the numbers. Uh, so, if you can get, find a way to translate it or get it translated,
1: there's all the information. <laughs> it's crazy. Yes, it is. Good on you, Nintendo. Keep it up. <laughs>
0: I mean, that's where they started, so it makes sense. <laughs> Plant your feet and grow.
1: Let's see. Ba, 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 ba. So, about Callisto Protocol. Uh, uh, Hang on. This...
0: You want to do a sad thing still? I can do some more happy
1: news. We have more happy news?
0: Yeah. Games Done Quick ended last night at <gasps> 3 in the morning. And oh, I raised 2.6 yeah. million bucks. Woohoo! I forgot about that. Yeah. They, st- they started off kind of slow, but like at the four or five day mark, they hit one million. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was watching on Saturday and they were at 1.5 or so. And I'm like, oh, they're going to hit two
1: million in no time. <laughs> I'm assuming it's just, at the beginning It's was just everybody getting used to the shock from New Year's.
0: Kind of. Probably just easing into things and whatnot. Pretty much. But. Dude, I watched the uh, Shredder's Revenge race between, like, two different teams of two people. Yeah. That was fun to watch. It was really <laughs> cool.
1: I know you were looking forward to it. Hell
0: yeah. It was neat. And, like, watching speedruns of Pokemon Red, and they did, a like, a full run of um, A Link to the Past. Yeah. The Legend of Zelda SNES game. Yeah. Um, Oh, what was it? There was a really cool Super Mario 3 glitch to beat the game too, where it was like on World 7 you're holding a turtle shell with the power up and then it makes you small again once it pops up and you go down a pipe at the same time. Jump off screen so that you come onto the other side yeah. and there's like this glitched out hidden pipe next to the pipe that he goes down and it just, the, the screen keeps scrolling down and down and down until it starts glitching out and then the screen goes black and he pops up to where you save Princess Peach and the game's over. Oh Jesus Christ. it's fucking cool (laughs) that's why I love those things it's neat and just generally watching people be awesome at playing those games too who have played it over and over and over and know like the quickest routes to everything and just flying through stuff it's awesome
1: you also gotta think about how many hours do these guys put in to to find these things a lot not to mention there's whole communities around like speedrunning and then speedrunning these specific games too or, uh, no, isn't, uh, it, I could be wrong. Isn't Nuzlocke uh, a form of speedrunning or anything like that? Or is that just. N- Nuzlocke is a form of playing Pokemon. Okay.
0: It's just like community made rules to as a different alternative way to play the game. Okay. Not necessarily speedrunning, but still fun. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting way to do it basically if your pokemon faints you release it because it's quote-unquote died you can't level up past like a certain level for each area like say the gyms the gym leaders highest level pokemon is 20 can't level your pokemon above 20 uh sometimes you can use rare candies in the areas that you go in. you have to catch the first pokemon that you find and you have to add that to
1: your team yeah like those are just some of the rules holy shit yep no I'm, no I'm just curious and I, I'm sorry if we were going on the tangent here but like okay. in those particular scenarios let's say you have a full team of six and you get you, your entire party gets fainted you have to release every single one what if you only have six Pokemon or do you have to have Pokemon in your storage you
0: when you enter an area you're catching the first one anyway so it goes to your storage okay so you have ones to fall back on
1: so hopefully you but don't say <laughs>
0: faint you gotta release it so <laughs> you get your starter and they faint bye <laughs>
1: No! I would cry.
0: (laughs) That's why you can't get attached.
1: Mm. Imagine being stuck with a freaking Caterpie. Well, at least they can evolve. Yeah, but they're one of the weakest Pokemon in the game. Uh, Well, you know, luck of the draw. It's part of the run. I guess. (laughs) The Elite Four has got to be a real bitch at that point. I would imagine. I have not done one just
0: because, but it's an interesting idea.
1: If you're going to go by those rules, uh, you can't go past the uh, the highest level of Pokemon involved in the Elite Four, which means you hope to God better have a uh, crap ton of potions. Now, how does that work? Oh, you can't (sighs) use potions. You can only, I think it's
0: not for like older gen games, it's for the ones where your Pokemon can actually hold items. So you have to give them stuff to use on themselves and you can't use items to heal them.
1: Okay, so then how the freak do you go about in, the, in those particular scenarios, let's say you do it in the older gen games, right? And you're at the Elite Four. You're, you You're—you lose a Pokemon, they're, they're technically fainted, whatever, they're dead. Can't use them again, so no revives. It's practical. no other people to fall back on. Like you can't pull Pokemon out of any boxes when you're in the Elite Four then either. Right. So how the hell do you make you it end? all the way to the end?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Rely on debuffs, I guess.
1: <laughs> Those are like I that- have
0: to see if there's any Nuzlocke rules for the old games, but these are for like Fire Red and Leaf Green, and I think. Heart gold and soul silver and anything higher than that, that's more recent than that. I should say.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting. More the rules. That would definitely be interesting. (laughs)
0: Uh, But yeah, they raised two point six million dollars over the course of this week. Good job, guys. I'm I'm a little surprised. I was expecting them to hit like one point five or so. But as soon as I saw that they were at one, one five, one six on Saturday morning, I'm like, oh, they got this, no problem. Because even Meg was watching off and on, and she's like, wow, they're at 1.5? That took a while. I'm like, oh, no, they're going to hit 2, no problem by tonight. And she goes, I don't know. And I turn around and say, they were already at 0 for 2. And she goes, damn. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. People dedicated their weekends. <laughs>
0: Man, the speedrunning community is definitely
1: dedicated. I'd have I'd have to say to to donate over half a mil, half a million dollars within within one day type of situation. Definitely wasn't that much, but it's on that level. Well. Power All to right, you since
0: you <laughs> Since you started with it, I'll let you take the reins for the first sand stuff.
1: I don't wanna <laughs> Uh, you started it. You're going to finish it. I guess. Well, <laughs> well, it's just because of how excited I was for the game, and I'm just getting more... It's just more and more bad news. Yeah, you
0: were excited, and then the game was riddled with problems at the start, and then people were saying it's middling when it came to playing the game.
1: I and know! I this. Yeah, well... Okay. Alright, guys. What we're talking about is close to Protocol. Um, apparently, Again. they're... There were um, developers being left out of the credits. Um, estimated to be about twenty developers omitted from the game's credit roll, uh, which includes senior devs and key contributors. Uh, if for uh, for example of why this is bad, why they did it. One, they didn't really give an explanation. The year, the people that were excluded are people that have been on the project for some have been on the project for at least a year and left the company for one reason or another with that year too, I'm, I appreciate you
0: putting in the international game developers association crediting standards because it oh. says
1: even for like people who've worked a minimum up to 30 days have to be included on that which and it, I didn't even know about and that include that includes contractors not just employees contractors Mm-hmm. and in that that should be the way it is you you contributed something significant to the game or any part that made it to the game your name should be on that list i don't give a damn how how minuscule it is mm-hmm. if you if you did something that is in the final product you deserve the credit even if it's a name mention that's it Shame on them that, that that's ridiculous. Um... yeah the the
0: studio itself has had some controversy especially since like you mentioned Schofield who was like the game director of the thing was touting about crunch when they were trying to like wrap up development on the game. He tweeted about how we're crunching for all this and we're doing all this extra work and stuff and then he had to walk it back a couple days later because people were like
1: it's not something to be proud of right exactly. So, so, shit like this isn't look making things look any better. I'm like, uh, I, I get the reasoning why you were toting it, but at the same time,
0: fine, if you're good... If you're... Proud of, I, I get that he's proud of the work that the company is doing and how hard they're working, but I assume him being a game dev and been in the business for a long-ass time now, because right. he worked on the original Dead Space, you would think and know that Crunch is never a good thing to be happy about, or be throwing out there and saying that is happening, because there's a big push now in the industry for crunch to be a thing of the past and to actually work normal hours and have normal
1: expectations. Right, exactly. And then if you're gonna, and my thing is at that point is if you're if you're gonna be the same person that was toting it, whether you walked it back or not, then give credit to the people who. And then give credit to the, every single person that made that crunch happen. It, it's i can't. If the
0: omissions were a like a um, an intention, or if it was just an oversight.
1: Some people. I,
0: I I want to believe it's oversight, just because the high turnover rate that they had. Uh, Would you write
1: down in
0: the fourth quarter of 2021?
1: uh according to one of their sources uh turnover at the studio in the fourth quarter was uh was considerable yeah it was one of the most considerable turnover that the studio had in the fourth quarter okay. of that year um but even then if they were like for example the international game guidelines are requiring you to make even if this person these people leave you are required to take note of their their names.
0: Yeah, I I mean I would assume <laughs> that they're going to keep track of all that stuff just in general. But following those standards and guidelines, of course, they have to retain all those
1: people that worked on it. Then I I think I think that's intentional to be honest. The there's no way you go through all that legal tape And forget to put, especially twenty-something people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And their people who? How big is the studio?
0: Like, are they hundreds too? Because I could see twenty being an oversight and just not realizing it. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I don't know. Their track record kind of doesn't help.
1: Right, and a lot, and a lot of the people that they omitted. One it it felt like a slight, but a lot of them were like we left on good terms. We we're very surprised that happened. Yeah, um, but others the way the way it was done made it seem like it was. Um, yeah, we're, like, uh, just walk behind, Jazz. <laughs> the way the way it was done made made it feel like well. This is a slight against you because you should have had more loyalty to us. By not leaving. Which, yeah, if that's the case, that's fucked up. Pretty much. That's, that's just being petty on like a business level. It's not the first time we've seen pettiness like this. True. I wonder what they're going to do next now that the game's out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the ugh, now that we're in a time period where patches happen... Maybe there'll be a game patch that adds well, them into be the really credits. Surprised if
0: they don't add them in. I'm sure that even if they don't want to, they'll probably be made to in some sort, some sort of fashion, some way.
1: I'm sure. Because if they have to follow those standards and practices, then you know that they got to do it. And what what was surprising to me about reading reading that article was that, like, one of the people that they interviewed. They they could see that happening to, uh, due, due to a contractor that did a small portion of the game. I'm like, it shouldn't matter if it's a contractor or not. Dude, we should go back and
0: look at Nintendo games that were made and see if we can find contractors that worked on those and see if they were included. Because, you know, we talked about before about how Nintendo treats their contractors.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting. Because, because they did they did the work. That's Granted, yes, you paid for it, and it's your property, but you give the credit where the credit's due. Yep. I don't know. shitty all around.
0: <laughs> it is. It sucks. Especially when you've worked so long to put your name on something and you get
1: left out. Oh, it yeah. It sucks. Because... Uh... Okay, the last comment and I thought about it when I was reading it. I was like <laughs> It's not not like I'm sure there at that point. It not only does it suck, but let's say it was somebody one somebody's first project or like in the ca- like in the case of um uh like that, co- that composer that got the sh- uh, that we were talking about the other day,
0: Mick Gordon.
1: Yes. Um it's it was his it's his reputation on the line. They did a portion. Uh, they did a portion. Let's say he did a portion. Uh, he did the music, and they didn't credit him at all. Mm-hmm. That's your proof that you did work. He's a contractor. It would be of- hard for them not to include him, though, because everybody knew he was doing the music for it. It's everybody knew, but let's say let's say it was a small a smaller company or anything like that. Along the lines of, let's say you're start a starting contractor and you're working on working on the portion of the game, and you get left out because what you you weren't you only did. You're contracted to do a small section, but that's your work experience. You have mm-hmm. you don't have that credit. You don't have that proof. It's he yeah. said versus she said. The uh, they go to work uh, go to bat for another com- uh, Go to acquire a contract with another company. That company goes to check check in on their and employer, our employer go, "Oh, we didn't work; they didn't work for us, or we have no record of it." Mm-hmm. Who are they going to believe? You said,
0: "Who are you going to believe?" I thought you were going to say, "Who are you going to call?" Oh, Jesus! I don't know why. <laughs> I thought <you> were going to go with Ghostbusters. <laughs> I was ready for it. <laughs> so, in the same vein of uh, companies not doing so hot. Mm, yeah. I'm not surprised at Ubisoft, like I mentioned earlier. Maybe. I would like to know what six or seven games they canceled. Seven total games, three unannounced. I want to know what those were. Uh, I know one of them was confirmed to be another Splinter Cell game. Yeah. From what I read. Which, I mean, people want a very specific Splinter Cell game. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that they could deliver that anymore. Right, but yeah, this year is not shaping up to be so hot for them. Or maybe they're just banking on some of the ones that are coming out this year, like Mirage, Assassin's Creed Mirage.
1: Yeah, and uh, this is another. This is another one of those companies where, like, they're. Well, one of the things we're talking about, guys, is um, they're going to be making cuts. One of the things that they said <coughs> they're going to be making cuts over the next couple of years. Um, roughly about 200 million euros. Um, what that conversion is into dollars, I have no idea. Um, uh, through restructuring, uh, divesting some non-core assets, um, according to them, natural, uh, usual natural attrition. Um, but then the CEO even goes so far as to send an email. Had the ball to send uh, send an email out to his staff saying, "Hey, the ball's in your court." Um, to so, deliver the schedule of <laughs> games on time, <laughs> right?
0: Like, like how do you say that to your company and people working for you? It's like I know you are making the stuff for us, but it's your duty to make it happen. Well, you gotta kind of have the structure set up in the right way and have the assets to do so,
1: right? Exactly, and what what it, and I, I I'd have to agree with this explanation. Um, like so, uh, Reed Pop's head of games, uh, Christopher Dring, uh, commenting on this. Uh, they basically was saying that Ubisoft is suffering compared to other publishers because they don't have uh, they don't have the significant live service games like other like other servicers. They're relying heavily on their sticking with their release schedule, and they have nothing in place to fill fill in the gaps between these releases to, to offset those costs. Um, but, I kind of disagree with that statement, though. You don't need a live service
0: game to fall back on to be profitable. Look at Bethesda alone. Sure, they've got Elder Scrolls Online now, but that's like a one and only thing when they're mainly known for single-player immersive story games.
1: They're mainly known, but they but even then, they... I believe they have they have their their cash cows of the live, of the live stream to get them through. They're not specifically saying, "Hey, this is oh, these are about they they have fallout as well now." Yeah. But even then, that was a that was an uphill climb for them. Yeah. They've made it and they've made it work. I can see we'll see his reasoning behind it. It doesn't exactly have I to can be I understand a, that too. It doesn't have to be their cash cow or their main their main Income, but the source I mean, li- of income, yeah, right. But having at least the live service games, the uh, that have this, that steady income to get them through, it could provide like a safety net, <laughs> right? Exactly, and you don't run into bullshit like this. That's all I got to say about it. To be honest,
0: he, um, I don't know if you mentioned this when you were reading this quote, but he brought up the idea of GTA Online, FIFA, Call of Duty, and Fortnite. All live service games, that's true, but I I feel like it's depending on how you look at that, too. How so? Uh, Well, you know what? I thought about it and I'm probably wrong. Because I was like, Fortnite, Fortnite's Epic. Epic makes a bunch of games, but they also are like, Mm. they were working on looking at different uh, companies, too, like to invest in or buy out.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Um, what was it? Gearbox was purchased by oh, who is that one company we talked about recently that got their hands on a bunch of companies? Oh my god! <laughs> See, I know you know what I'm talking about. Uh huh. Because I always thought Gearbox was under Epic or that they own them. But also, that's uh, that that also just makes me think. GT Online, sure, that's Rockstar, but also Rockstar is under Take Two. Or two K, yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like that's not entirely fair. I mean, it is and it isn't, but I will say that it makes sense.
1: Right at, at its base, at its base statement, it's it makes sense. We don't obviously we don't know the the the, the financials of everything. So, like, and I'll also say it's not just having
0: set release structure and having those be delivered on those days at all the time yeah they ubisoft just has not changed like they have just dance that they put out every year they have assassin's creed that they do every year every two years or so Mm -hmm. which has gotten to be so bloated to the fact that now mirage is going to be scaled down based on community feedback um Far Cry is stagnant now. It's the same kind of formula like we talked about, which is why people are excited for Redfall. It's just all the games that they've put out, they follow a similar structure in gameplay and game format, and they seem to have refused to change it. One of the ones that people were looking forward to was Beyond Good and Evil 2 because of the scale and the size, size scale of the game, the way it changed up from the first game to the second one, and they have been working on that game for the better part of a decade and a half. Yeah. Still nothing. They're now what they delayed Skull and Bones too, which was supposed to be a, a pretty big win for them when they announced it because that was back on like the coattails of Assassin's Creed Black Flag, because they built that game off of the boat combat from that game because everybody loved riding around in the boats and how the combat felt and everything like that. So they wanted to build a pirate game around that. Right. And now, it, now it's on that 6th delay. No <laughs> and they're well off on to like 4 or 5 Assassin's Creed games after that now. Yeah. So. <sighs> and the statement they put out for that was just it gives us extra time to work on the game and add more polish and do these things. But in the next co- couple days we're going to show gameplay stuff. We're going to talk more about it and show you more things from it. Sure. Great. You and me both are on the idea of you need more time to work on the game. Do it. I'm just going to say this is their sixth delay again (laughs) for something that everybody was excited for and looking forward to. You kind of, not to make a pun of it, but you're kind of taking the wind out of the sails. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was bad.
1: (laughs) Thanks. What do you expect? Yeah, everybody, there's your dad joke for the day. (laughs) Everybody gets one. Oh, my God. Oh yeah, uh, do better, we For the love of God. <laughs>
0: well, what is your take on it? Because I just kind of said a bunch of shit.
1: What on the on the delays or the the entire situation? I guess altogether?
0: just about Ubisoft in general. Do you how much do you know about them and their games and how they
1: handle stuff? Outside of the Assassin's Creed, I've never really, and even then, it was very few titles. So n- I don't play too many Ubisoft games. Um, I can see what you're talking about, where it, a lot of they the games... They also put out, long out the Mario same. and rabbits game. Did they? Yeah. Still never played... play it, re- play though. They-,
0: <laughs> they also released a statement recently saying that they were surprised at how underwhelming the sales for those games were.
1: The proof is in the pudding? I no. don't know what they were expecting. I don't know. They. I'm assuming they were they were hoping to ride on the coattails of Mario? I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, some of the streamers that
0: I watched that play the game, and some of the buzz that I heard from it was that the games were excellent, especially if you like XCOM. It's a nice kind of in-between of Mario and rabbits with the XCOM feel of an RTS. Yeah. But apparently it didn't sell well, according to Ubisoft.
1: But like I said, I don't know what their expectations were. I agreed. I per I personally wouldn't go out of the way to get get the game because of the Rabbids. If I did, it's probably because if I did get the game it was probably because of Mario, but that's about it. I don't know. Interesting. So it's old John Mario but not the Rabbids. Not really. I just know that they that they were a spin-off character from the Rayman games. That's about it. <laughs> they are the minions of video games. <laughs> Pretty much, and even then, when I think of, uh, when I think of minion uh, minion characters, I think of Pikmin. Before I think of rabbits. What? I don't know. Explain yourself. What the hell? What? If I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be looking at ma- um, uh, a mass amount of characters that are similar and funny and whatnot, what? I'm thinking Pikmin. I don't know. That's what comes to mind before rabbits.
0: Have you played Pikmin?
1: I have not, uh. <laughs> Mike. You hurt me. I've never. Pl- I haven't played the Rabbids either. Oh my goodness! I mean, that's
0: fair. But <laughs> I will say, there Pikmin is not like
1: that at all. I, I'm just. I'm just thinking, uh, hordes of little characters. So, okay, I gotcha. I'm just
0: letting you know, it's not like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I I don't know what to think now.
1: <laughs> Fine. You want you want a better you want a better analogy? I I think of the the the, the horde of black uh, black mages from Final Fantasy 9 before I think okay. of
0: the Rabbids. Okay, but now you make me sad because I feel bad for BB <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to do this?
1: Of course, I gets to. Get out of here. I, I love Vivi. No, you don't. No. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm not saying you don't. I'm saying, no, you
0: don't have to do this.
1: Yes, I do. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's as close to Kingdom Hearts as I'm going to get right now.
0: <laughs> Fair. Ah, oh, man. All right. Do you want to talk about the topic that's kind of dominated the news for the last couple days now?
1: I'm not understanding.
0: What the hell is the issue? Money. It all boils down to money. It's been like this for years. Yeah. Since literally 2000. Yeah. Anyway. Wizard of the Coast which owns Dungeons and Dragons now is tightening its grip on the market. And they're changing their OGL which is their open gaming license which is what a lot of creators and people who make their own homebrew games or people like Critical Role and stuff build their base off of. They're changing how that works now.
1: And I people are pissed as they should be. It's been like that Absolutely. for 20 it's been like that for 20 plus years. Like
0: sure update it to like s- stay current with the times and the changing of cultures and stuff like that but don't make it so significant that you're fucking with people's livelihoods and taking away from them in the process. I, I don't think they legally could they own the license they can they
1: make the rules for that kind of thing but depending on how depending on how the the licensing contract is i don't think they can actually break it especially with uh, especially with how long it's been in place sure they could probably put addendums in it or, not, or whatnot, but depending on how it was done i don't think they I mean could throw it up
0: the original OGL was only 900 words long that is wow short considering their, the leaked document for their new 1.1 version of the OGL was just over 9000 words that oh, was geez. what the IO9 article said yeah big change i, I don't
1: know what, I, I don't get what their what their what their reasoning is or what their thinking is yes i understand the money but how are you going to crack well. down on that one, I'll, I'll tell you this: one of
0: their quotes specifically states that the OGL wasn't intended to fund major competitors, and it wasn't intended to allow people to make D and D apps, videos, or any other printed or printable materials for use while gaming. And they wanted to update the OGL to make that clear.
1: But there was another. There was an article about what, uh, that that you actually linked that that, that we'll get on. That, that states the contrary, and this is by people who were there for the writing of the original OGL, Mm -hmm. and they work with the with the lawyers who wrote it up.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. To me, it just literally it just boils down to money. It's people. Taking their content and creating their own stuff off of it and making a living off of that and they're like, Oh, I would like a piece of that pie because we own the license to it.
1: it a lot of the shit just reads like that. I I don't know. I I don't
0: so, so just just as a little primer, the OGL was it was developed back in two thousand as a means for people to create their own like homebrew games and stuff like that or even like material based off that. So right. That would include Things like critical role, where they've developed their own stories and areas and people and races and classes and things like that, that go along with D and D. It's built on the back of like the D and I don't know play style, the the rule set, right? Um, the list of rules that it specific. How, what is it? The um, it was dedicated to the system resource documents, which was a list of rules that specified guidelines and publishing content under the OGL, which included character, species, classes, equipment, all that fun, happy shit from D&D itself. What it essentially did was it allowed everyone to create content or products for D&D, sometimes leading to ones that specifically were in in competitions with Wizard of the Coast, which is kind of, I think, that might have been where Pathfinder came from. I'm not sure. I haven't really looked much into Pathfinder. But the one that I keep saying is Critical Role because they've gotten so big, building off their own world from D&D. Right. Of, that they have their own shit. They have their own company from D&D alone. Right.
1: I, I can... If they don't handle this correctly, I can see this being a legal battle. Just because of, like I said, how long it's been... The the original OGL has been. Uh, it, the structured the way it was. And where, like you said, it's going to affect people's livelihoods. Hmm. It's like, saying, for example, right now, like, uh, Tesla's copyrights or their, um, their patents on their products for the, for the electric car, for their electric cars. Those are open source. Those, anybody, anybody can use them if they want, just so that they could develop, uh, uh develop, uh. His way of thinking is, go ahead use it. See if you could get make it and make it better because it's only gonna it's only gonna be, uh, better our uh, better our community. I view it as the same thing. It's like hi- him turning around and saying, oh n- now you can't use it anymore 20 years from now or when um, like for example when like by it's, n-
0: it's more changing the rules of how you use it
1: r- right where they followed that structure for god knows how long now oh you had it for free now you got to now you got to pay me pay me royalties cuz you use it you're using my license so funny funny you bring up royalties they did um, in their new 1.1 version they added in like
0: a clause of tears for how much money people make
1: yeah
0: and supposedly you don't really have to pay anything until you're hitting Upwards of like seven hundred and fifty thousand. Then you have to start paying on it, which they were quoted at saying uh, anything over seven hundred and fifty k, they have to be paid twenty five percent of. Uh, but they have a deal with Kickstarter, or they wanted to make a deal with Kickstarter where it was only twenty percent if you got your start off that. And it doesn't matter how big your company is, you have to register with Wizards of the Coast, and they can revoke your license at any point, given a thirty day notice, for
1: any reason. Mm. I think it's a slap in the face, to be honest. I
0: agree. the The one point one version would also revoke like the authorized license agreement, which means that uh, people who have built their stuff off of the D anD D license and the OGL would have to completely change everything that they've done just to fall in line with whatever their new rules are.
1: And I, I, I don't see that happening without a fight.
0: Well, to be fair, that's all that's been going on ever like, since this was put out there. There's been a huge uproar in like all the D and D and tabletop communities, uh, which led to Wizards of the Coast finally putting out a statement, which was kind of like a backhanded, non-apology, right? Like, without actually having to read all this, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this quote from the article. Okay, or from their apology, and it says, "quote unquote." Second. You're going to hear people say that they won and we lost (laughs) because making your voices heard forced us to change our plans. Those people will be half right. They won and so did we.
1: Yeah, that was petty. It's like they can't even admit that they fucked up. Yeah, that that, that was petty as shit when I read that. I'm like, really? Yeah.
0: So they also said that they're going to... They're not going to put out their new OGL, and it's not going to... After they put out the apology, they said, we're not going to turn around and put out the new revised OGL tomorrow. We're going to sit here and work on it and wait and see what happens. I wish I could find this other quote, too, but there was um, some people who were quoted that worked for Wizards of the Coast saying, we're going to wait a few months to even put out a new OGL because it's going to give people time to forget about this, and they won't care later on.
1: (coughs) Yeah, good luck with that, buddy. Yeah. Not going away anytime soon. Yeah, give it it's a good thing that quote disappeared because I I can so I can see lawyers eating that up all day long.
0: <laughs> well, this was somebody who worked there, heard this behind closed doors basically. They were like, "Yeah, I heard this while working there, so" You have to prove that still, but
1: it would not put it past me for them to say something like that. After pulling this shit, yeah, me neither. Especially in response to all Go ahead. No, I was going to say and even after all this shit where like I just find it funny where D&D used to be like so out uh so hated and against that where it started and for people... lack of a better word demonized. Yeah. You you would think they would be welcoming this in open with open arms. Like Especially that's not since changing.
0: covid hit, dude, D&D exploded.
1: Pretty much? And they they're, they're going to alienate us like that?
0: No. I'm telling you, man, ever since Wizard of the Coast took over, it's like they just want money from it. I mean I don't know if you followed or if you follow magic the gathering or anything like that but there was a huge kerfuffle with the magic
1: community as well i uh, I haven't followed magic in a while I just know like i just know like some of the old cards and I wish I still had them uh were <laughs> <laughs> they they're, they're good money they're they're even more, worth more than freaking Pokemon cards but well they
0: had a I forget the name of it, but it was like some sort of collector's box of specific cards that they were selling for $1,000, I think. Mm -hmm. And even selling those cards, they're not allowed to be used in tournaments anyway. No shit. Yeah. So it was like the the Magic community was mad about the price of that, what cards they were, and the fact that they can't even use them for matches against other people in tournaments anyway. And it felt like it was just kind of like a cash grab banking on like old nostalgia or certain or the want for certain cards
1: right now I'm assuming these are the, the cards that you're talking about they like re-releases of old of old cards or something like that right S- uh, yes yeah,
0: something similar to that let me see if I can
1: find if there was any specific cards. Now what what would be what was the reasoning behind them not being able to be used in in game? Does that mean uh the original ones couldn't be used or just because they're were re-releases or whatnot? I'm looking it up. Hmm.
0: Just so I don't get it wrong. Okay. Anyway, what uh did you read up on Paizo making their
1: own kind of uh, collective? Right, yeah. they the idea from what I read, they were looking to collaborate with other pe- uh, other gaming companies, um, doing their own op- uh, open source licensing. Where, um, no, so they don't run into the same issue they did with Wizards of the Coast. Um, no one company is going to own the licensing. Um, and that they're actually hoping to get, like, um, oh my god, uh, the name of the, the the type of what? TTRPGs? Uh, no the the type of I want to say the type of business or not really a business because they don't the non non-for, non for profits. Wow, I really can't believe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, brain fart moment. They're trying to look for like a non for profit who would be able to handle the ownership of the licensing and not them not have to worry about running into the same situation. They uh. That um, d d ran into. Like something like Linux or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I like the idea. And honestly, that should happen just in case because this is not going to be pretty. However this goes. I mean, the ball is in Wizards of the Coast's court. Mm. We got to wait and see what they're going to do.
0: I don't expect much considering their statement that they put out their half-ass apology. Right. Yeah. Uh, I found some information on the magic thing. Okay. Uh, it's the 30th anniversary edition. It's like a box of those cards, but they're still randomized. Okay. Um, let's, see, let's see. It's $999 for four packs. Okay. Their cards are still randomized, and they're not legally sanctioned for play. They're just for collecting. Now, how would they know? Because that's how they were printed. Magic, um, when magic cards are made, they have symbols, and like the dates of printing or whatever on them. Yeah. That denote what series they came from. Okay. So of course, when they come from the 30th anniversary collection, they're going to have whatever symbol that's associated with that. Um, I,
1: I'm assuming that it's going to look a little differently from the previous version of that card as well. Okay, so they might have something that denotes, like, not for tournament use or whatever. Because I think I remember, um, if I remember correctly, you know how uh, Shonen Jump magazines would sometimes have, like, Yu-Gi-Oh cards on them or in them, whatever, as a promo? Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly, one of them was, um, was, like, Winged Dragon or or something like that. And at the bottom it said, not for tournament use or not for, for, um... not for game, uh, legal game use or whatever something something along that mm-hmm. along those lines.
0: Yeah, just for collecting only. Right. So what's the lot... point of having it though? <laughs> it's worthless. Pretty. Mm. And that's essentially that's essentially what's wrong with this this instance here. Yeah. You're getting four packs of randomized cards for a thousand bucks. You don't know what the hell's in them, and you can't use them anyway.
1: They're essentially worthless
0: unless you just want to
1: collect the pictures on them. Right, but at that point, if you're going to be spending a thousand bucks, you might you might as well try to go for one of the other cards and have the mu- one of the cards that are featuring and have uh, be worth the money. It won't be though. I mean, you'll have the card,
0: but there would be no use to it at all.
1: No, no, no. I'm talking about using. Like, if you're going to spend a thousand dollars on a box of useless cards that are worth shit anyways, go for their uh, use a thousand dollars to buy the their original version. Oh gotcha, gotcha. At least the worth would be there. And you and, and it's not random cuz you're buying you know what you're buying. That specific one, yeah. Shame on you.
0: Yeah, and remember what Magic is also owned by Wizards of the Coast, so I'm
1: telling you, it's a money thing. Fuck you. <laughs> so does that mean so does that mean the next time we actually go to pl- uh do an online session? We we might be getting um Updates on it? (laughs) No, no. We'll be fine.
0: If and whenever we get around to playing, we're not really changing anything. We're not making a business off the backs of D&D or anything like that. We're just playing the game.
1: No, no, no. I'm talking about Roll20. Like, they might have to adjust some things on their end or where Roll20 might not be free anymore. That's a good
0: question. Um, I mean, Roll20 itself is free and then like certain community made assets are free. Yeah. You can also import your own assets, but they do have modules from D&D and stuff like that that you have to pay for anyway. So I'm assuming right. they have a licensing agreement with Wizards of the Coast to even be able to do that. So okay. I'm sure that everything is on the up and up between them.
1: Okay, so we so we, like you said we may not see anything the next time. No, I don't think anything'll change. Maybe
0: they'll put out a statement saying something has changed, or maybe they'll even take a stance as to on what's going on. I don't know. I haven't logged in in a while to see. Right. Um, but
1: who knows? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for what? It's nothing bad. Okay. Yeah, I
0: man. I wonder just how far the fallout would be, like how far reaching it would be for um,
1: them to change all that stuff. Because then... Think about it this way. What about you know how you order your uh you, you ordered your game pieces online, right? I'm assuming it's not an officially licensed. Uh, some uh some of them might not be officially licensed through D and D or what or whatnot. Like not specifically, they not released specifically. It. Like the 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 mini Does that is that part of that too? Um, oh, good
0: question.
1: There are like.
0: Man, a lot of the ones that I painted for you guys were like specifically D&D whatever series ones. I just can't remember who made them. But that's a good question. I'm going to assume that they
1: have some sort of deal for that,
0: like yeah. maybe they are who D&D and Wizards of the Coast reach out to to make these things happen.
1: Hey, yeah, cuz I'm trying I'm trying to think of like let's say for example, you had gotten it from a one-off shop that did their own designs. It's still follow. It's still following the the open license.
0: Can you really sue somebody for making their own like dragonborn character or elf character when you have elves and stuff like that in a lot of other kind of
1: mediums? If you're if you're uh, if you're advertising it as for D and D use, then yeah, I could see that happening. Disney's done it for less. Yeah. Nah, it would not go anywhere because that would be a really hard thing to argue with. Why not? Disney does it with Etsy people all the time. They haven't re- they haven't as much recently, but they. But
0: that's totally different. That's banking off the back of Disney specifically and using their characters.
1: Yeah. Using using minis
0: for D and D. I don't see that happening. Yeah. I mean, hell, could you could you take like any kind of other Race or species character. Put it in your D and D session and say, "This might have come from this, but I'm using it for D and D." Could they turn around and see you're using a different
1: figure for D and D? Just because you're using it for it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, then no, that makes sense. Because yeah, then you design. Let's say you design your own. You design your own uh, orc or anything like that based off of. Let's say. Let's say, for example we wanted wanted it to look like one of in the style of one of the anime that we watch cuz they have orcs and goblins and elves and all that stuff you wanted to go in that mm-hmm. style direction you create it yourself outside outside of the the copyrights for those those characters through I think
0: that the only thing they could come back on you opt for that would be um they have very specific named characters for D&D. Yeah. Uh, like in some of their old stories and things like that or different areas, different monsters that are named characters created for D&D or from their own specific lore. Yeah. Um, if you turn around and make something based off of those characters and then try to sell it for your own, then they could come after you.
1: Right. So, But if it's not their own named character, so like let's say, for example, where the guy uh, for our one-off... I made Bao. His frickin' name came from came from the Disney short about about the uh, about a dumpling.
0: Does Disney own the rights to dumplings?
1: No. Okay, then you're fine. Yeah, yeah.
0: But Just di- because you get a character made based off. Let me rephrase that. If you make a, say you go to Hero Forge, mm-hmm. which they make custom minis too. Yeah. Um, Say so you get one made based off of your perceived likeness of your D&D character. Yeah. D- uh, Wizards of the Coast cannot come out, ca- come after you just because you had a minifig based off of a character that you, in your own mind, created. Right. They did not develop the idea of a dragonborn, or an elf, or a drow, or anything like that. They are just fantasy characters that are in that sort of universe.
1: Right. No, well, yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, yay. We are not lawyers. None of this is legally binding. Fight me. I got nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, That's just my understanding about how copyright things work.
1: I agree. Uh, well, I under- uh, now that you're mentioning, I am uh, understanding it better, or at least from your perspective. So, mm-hmm. see,
0: they have a copyright on the characters,
1: but not on a broad general
0: thing, like. I mean, essentially, think of it like this: Disney has, maybe not anymore, because I don't think that they renewed the contract for Mickey, but they had a copyright
1: on Mickey Mouse. They don't have a copyright on mice or cartoon mice. They have a cop. They have copyrights on different versions of Mickey Mouse. The one that, the well, one Those that... are things that they've also created themselves. Right. The thing that's coming coming up, and that's where the confusion is. And again, not, I apologize for the tangent. The co- that's where the confusion is on the copyrights, especially, like, when Winnie the Pooh's copyright came up. The Winnie the mm-hmm. Pooh that whose copyright came up is the author's version of Winnie the Pooh, not Disney's version of Winnie the Pooh. Right.
0: Like the old, actual stuffed animal-looking
1: thing. Right. Which is also why Disney was able to bring back Oswald the Rabbit. They didn't buy the copyrights back. The, the time elapsed, so now they can use it. Yeah. Uh, Whereas Mickey, it's that first iteration, the Steamboat Willie iteration. That's what's coming up. The ones we know of, or even our kids know of now, it's going to be a long time before before those copyrights come up. Yep. The mouse got to get paid. Yep, pretty much.
0: (laughs) And that's another example of it just all comes back down to money. Yep. Well, uh, that kind of falls under the idea of like Nintendo squashing fan made games with their stuff too. As long as you're not using their assets, who gives a shit? But Nintendo's very tight fisted about their titles too.
1: Mm hmm. You, you, you breathe in. You breathe in their direction the wrong way, and you're getting to <laughs> cease and desist. <laughs> Was that Pokemon? Oh my god.
0: <laughs> uh. Well, I'm not
1: on that happy note.
0: I think it's bedtime.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. I need I need to go uh, take a tummy or something.
0: <laughs> uh, having yeah. issues again.
1: Major indigestion. Oh, poor old man Mike. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Mm. I feel for you. No, because it's my own goddamn fault. The way I uh, the way what? I used to eat. I beat the hell out of my stomach, so now I'm paying for it. We'll work on that. <laughs> I'll send you all the recipes I got. Sounds good to me. Ooh, thank you. Hi, Callie. Bye. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Perfect.
0: She heard me whining. <laughs> Looks like she served it up on a platter to you, too. She's like, here can't say she doesn't take care of you
1: very true I love her dear <laughs> on that note good night everybody
0: wait, wait, wait where can they find us you
1: can find well, Where's I ge- socials I was getting there relax no, fi- do it now you can find it you, you guys can find us on quiet. Facebook <laughs> <laughs> you guys can find us on Facebook Twitter Instagram. Uh, Spotify, anywhere you can listen to the podcast. Where's the stream coming out of right now? Twitch. It's on my Twitch, but maybe we should uh, start
0: one for the podcast when we start
1: doing things normally. Yes, yeah, so this one I'll came. Just, out. I'll always post links for this. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so this one's coming off of Adams, but hopefully in the future we'll have our own. And all the socials are Ramble Pack Podcast on Facebook and RamblePack
0: underscore Pod on like Instagram and Twitter. It's all some very variation form. Of that English.
1: Yay! So, so everybody, good (laughs) night, Mike. (laughs) (laughs)